Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hootie Hoo Glamour Girls, it's Sam here with a quick reminder that we are going on tour. That's right, a podcast can go on tour to Now I've Seen Everything. We are going mid-August to mid-September, and we are going to Boston, Philadelphia, D.C., Minneapolis, Chicago, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, and Los Angeles, California. So if you live in any of those cities, get tickets now. You can go to our Instagram bio. The link is linktree.com slash radiolab. We are so excited to see you all out there on the damn road. We're road dogs now. Um, okay, enjoy the episode. XOXO, Sam. Podcast starts now. Hello, America and the rest of the world. And, and welcome to Radio Lab. And from all of us here at iHeartMedia, I want to say TGIF. Hey, I know it may be Tuesday where you are. It may be Wednesday where you are. It may be Thursday where you are. But where we are, it's Friday. I want to say if you're a real fan, you are listening to this on a Tuesday morning. And to you, I say take a second this morning and just let it be Friday. <laughs> I think for it's the next, a state of mind. The thing is, George, I fully disagree with you. Wow. You're so I'm <laughs> saying, you know, anyone has the right to self-determine however they want. You're saying, no, you're either born a Tuesday or a Friday. Expand on that. Uh, so you know how like I'm starting to believe more and more in like um like life's inevitabilities. And I think like a weekday, uh-huh. even when you're like having the day off work or whatever, like yeah. work, like, you know, whatever it is you're up to when it's a Monday, yeah, you feel like it's a Monday when it's a Tuesday, you'll be like, you know what? This Tuesday, maybe I'm at the beach, but there's still a level of stress where you're like, but it's Tuesday. And at any moment I could be called in to perform a surgery. Totally. And it, it's just uh, maybe it's me. I'm willing to. You know say, what it is, is? Something personal. It's the emails. It's that emails come into your inbox (laughs) in normal business hours, Monday through Friday. And it doesn't matter if you're an avant-garde performance artist, that is when the emails are coming. The emails are coming. That is when the emails are coming from your gallerist. That is when the emails are coming from your cousin inviting you to her bachelorette party. There is no way around the fact that no matter how alternative you are, the emails come during the week. 
I, so much of my life has been trying to not adhere to a normal schedule. Of course. It has been, I'll work at night. I'll do something on the week. I'll have fun on a Tuesday and make up for it on a Saturday. No, it no. never works. I feel bad. You're people going against are, nature. I'm going against nature. And people think I'm being lazy. Right. And it's like, there's simply no way around it. You have to, I'm telling every listener, conform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> conform to totally. the work week. Start at 9 a.m. and at 6 p.m. You know what I always think and then get dinner at along those lines is like <laughs> so often, you know, I work better at night and so often I will be like, I'll have a deadline, let's say, and I'll be up at night working and then that will cause me to wake up later the next morning. Now, of course, my romantic partner is waking up earlier. Mm-hmm. I wake up. I feel the need to basically say, by the way, I worked last night. <laughs> That's why I'm getting up now. Just by the way, in case anyone was wondering, I worked last night. And then suddenly you're starting at a disadvantage because already you are trying to justify what? Your own existence? As though you're not human because you woke up at 1030? Oh my God. The way that people that have jobs that simply are from nine to six get to be lazy all day and still get the credit of having worked all day. Meanwhile, I'm getting emails literally all the time. Mm -hmm. No one's giving me credit for that. The emails are such a stress on me and my psyche. And it's like, I just have to put up with it. It's crazy. The noise is difficult to drown out. (laughs) And And yeah, that's what I, yeah, if you're a professional and you're sending me an email, that's noise to me because it's not art. I've started to even give up on the concept of vacation. Wow. Because you can't take a vacation from emails. The internet is still there and it's still arriving. By the way, people say, oh, you can't finish a book because you're addicted to your phone. That's not true. I can't finish a book because of all the emails. (laughs) And that is not my fault for being like addicted to my phone. That is in fact your fault for sending me emails. I the, wanna... Most of the notifications I get on my phone are not because I'm like following some YouTuber. They're, first of all, the New York Times trying to like get money from me even on the weekend. And then they are notifying me about something in the style section. I'm sorry. If it's not a war, I don't want to hear about it on a Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> this is my pitch. AI, how about you be useful and combine all my emails into one email every day at a 5 digest. p.m.? A digest. And I'll just... Respond. What's going on with Sam? Yeah, what's what's going on with my career? Yeah, I would actually love a daily digest of what's going on with my career. And that, that would solve so many problems. And if it's like, no, you literally, like, if every day it was like, well, just are you free Wednesday at five? I'd be like, yes. Yeah. And then it would be like, okay, and then it's done. I don't, I can't deal with it. And by the way, government funded assistance. When are we getting that? Why don't I have a spunky girl named Rachel? Spelled weird, maybe with a Y. Yeah. That is my assistant, and I don't have to pay her. But she still gets health insurance and and makes money. Why don't I have Rachel? There should be, I think I've maybe honestly already said this on the podcast, but <laughs> in the same way that other countries have mandatory military service, there should be one year where your mandatory service is being a struggling writer-performer's assistant, and the government pays you, and it's a way to pay your dues before college. It's a, it's a gap, yeah. <laughs> I think that's genius. I kind of love um, watching the workday. Like, like every day I'm like, okay, I have eight solid hours to do whatever I want. And then it's like, mm, now it's seven hours. And oh, it's like, please. Mm, the way the workday is a total of maybe 45 minutes. <laughs> like, the morning doesn't count because you're having breakfast. Then it's lunch. And then after that, well, you're tired. <laughs> It's the most insane thing. And I'll be like, okay, I have one hour left. Let's yeah. really bring it home. Yeah, exactly. And I'll like, then I'll send, spend 30 minutes of the hour looking in my Google Drive for any document mm-hmm. that could possibly be added to. No, I think pretty much it's 11.45 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. <laughs> is like the 45-minute period where you sort of work because you're like, well, I can't 
go into lunch having done nothing. Yeah. Then, of course, lunch lasts approximately three hours. <laughs> I mean, you have to digest for it to be over. <laughs> and then, and then by that time, you're like, okay, well, if I was in Spain, I would have my siesta now. But I guess since I'm in this uber capitalist society, I have to send more fucking emails. <laughs> yeah. So I guess where we are, it's Friday. Yeah, but where we are, it is actually Friday. <laughs> Um, and not to mention it's 2.52 on a Friday, which is, is actually basically 7 p.m. It's basically 7 p.m. We're basically drunk. We're doing overtime. We're doing cocaine. <laughs> We're doing lines of cocaine <laughs> off of this table at iHeartMedia. <laughs> and along with our good friend, who is on upwards of 15 different drugs right now, please welcome Mary Beth Barone. Hey, you guys. Hey, Mary Beth. <laughs> what an electric opening conversation. I had so many thoughts as you were talking, but I've forgotten them all because of all the drugs. Because of all the drugs. <laughs> So just know that I was with you all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think ultimately it's capitalism. If I had well, to put yeah, a word on, if I had to put a word on it, like label it, yeah. which I know we don't want to do anymore. No, but it's capitalism. <laughs> it's it's society. Well, yeah, it's I mean society. To put a label on a financial system just feels so it feels wrong. Wrong. It's not I right. Mean, it can we're, do whatever we're it putting wants. Putting it in a box. Exactly. In a yeah, way, exactly. and then there's no room to grow. Yeah. And I think that's our problem right now. So true. We're so stuck in this in this box. You know, thinking systemically, it's so. Then you're like, what's the point of me reading this article about like a specific industry? It's all the same problems. It's the same problems. It's it the is. Same problems. I mean, look at us. Look at us now in this industry, and then you have Walmart, which I recently saw a video about. <laughs> oh my <laughs> that's god, that's a really good point. Congrats on that, by the way. <laughs> so you have our industry <laughs> and our industry, Walmart. And then others. And then others. And, not to mention and others. the Federal not to, Reserve. The Federal Reserve. Oh, wait. I met someone recently. Who works at the Federal Reserve. No, Reward. and I was like, what do you do? And they were like, chemical engineer. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> have you ever just met someone that's like completely different from you? And yeah. you're like, okay. Well, it's like, what's your pay structure? <laughs> yeah. Like, how does that work? <laughs> Who's your boss? It's like, what? Yeah. Like, what's so Is it te- the president? Let's start at 9 a.m. Right. What are you up to? What's your day? Is are it you, emails? Are you at NASA? Are <laughs> yeah. you working in the White House? Do you have an assistant? Like, what's going Is, are on? Are they federally funded? <laughs> yeah. Are you federally funded? Are you federally funded? Like, who's like, paying? I want to know everything. I was a chemical engineer, like a good one or a bad one. Like, I'm sure there's evil vibes potentially. Was this in New York? It was in Vermont. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. I just yeah. don't think you'd meet one here. No, there aren't chemicals here. <laughs> no, and there aren't engineers. <laughs> you know, both my parents have PhDs in engineering, and a big part of my origin story was escaping the tyranny of engineering as essentially the religion of the household. Mm. My mom would say things like, well, just get an engineering degree, and then if you want, you can go to law school. Uh, <laughs> Like she was just like, well, it's just a good basis to have. Like no matter what you end up doing, like you want a background in that. <laughs> you want a back. You want a background in engineering, but and then she would even say things like, you know, engineering is not actually that lucrative, but it's just good to have as like an intellectual background. I was like, okay, so you want me to? She was like, yeah, you can like still, if you want to do humanities or whatever, like do engineering and then go to business school. And I'm like, okay, well that's not humanities. Well, I like, hey, <laughs> There's a fundamental you, not, The listeners can't see this, but George just put humanities in quotes as well. <laughs> They were very small air quotes down by the bottom of the microphone, but I saw yeah. that. But you know, yeah. but it's like I spent my whole life trying to escape that, and even still, like when you guys just now were like, "What even is engineering?" I was like, "Ignorant." <laughs> wow! Like, it's like, so there's it's, like, a, there's the, it's so deep seated where I'm like, "Well, it's the one thing that's important." <laughs> <laughs> I might not have chosen to do it because I'm useless. <laughs> Right. Wow, it's but crazy. I think it's like religion. Podcasts, podcasts are, are so important. Yeah. Podcasts Does your mom important. and dad know that you have a podcast? Yes, and they love that. They know about it for <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> I wish they could see where we are. I know. Yeah. I do think actually that would impress my parents if really? if, if they were like, oh, it's an office that looks expensive. There's like there's That's guys what, downstairs. Yeah, there's who guys like look downstairs. at your ID. Yeah, and guess what? If you're not on the list, you can't get you're in. You're not getting in. Yeah, and even if you are on sometimes the list, even but it's like if, slightly misspelled. Sometimes even if you, you can't get in. <laughs> oh, I had to do the whole, I think it's under Mary Beth situation. Yep. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. name's Mary Elizabeth. Yes, That's yes. the oh, thing. Yeah. It confuses people. It's confusing. But that was my parents' choice. And their choice is valid. And their choice is valid. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, Mary Beth, you haven't been here in like so long. I mean, I, you were one of our sort of first batch of guests. Yes. And I will say you've totally gone corporate, which I love. Yes. I yeah. Thank you. Support. And also crazy that I'm the first person you've ever had on twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we wanted amazing. it to be someone special. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's cool. And I love that you haven't had me on the live show because I know mm. you're waiting for your biggest show ever yeah, well, at Carnegie Hall. Right, right, right. Carnegie I mean, some, Hall, some, my friends. Some people could point out that we've, in fact, asked you multiple times if you're in town for one. Yeah. The answer has always been no. But. But sure, make us the bad guys. But sure. Look, it's, yeah, I hey, guess it's Friday somewhere. It is true that we haven't had you on for sure. <laughs> This is what I wanted to start, public beef. Thank you, thank <laughs> no, you. No, I love public, public beef. beef. Thank you. Um, it's good to be back, though. I feel like, so last time we spoke, because mm-hmm. we haven't spoken since last no, time. Exactly. No, like to keep everybody on well. I don't. I don't like to mix business and pleasure no, no, like that. God, no. And before that, we were friends, but right. since then, we have not spoken. Yeah, it, now well, we have no when friends. you do someone's podcast, it sort of changes <laughs> yeah. relationships. Yeah. Yeah. But it was over Zoom, but yes. we weren't even having cameras on, and it was like in the pandemic. I was in England. It was very places. much in the pandemic. Did we not have cameras on? Well, we didn't film it. Right. But I don't even think we, I don't remember having cameras on. I feel like we like couldn't have cameras on oh, or something. Oh, I don't remember that. So it's that. just good to look at you and talk to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, d- definitely. Yeah, it's, it's almost weird, too three dimensional. For I all of our other guests, <laughs> yeah. we had cameras on, but for you, we were like, no. Yeah. We were like, I don't need to see that. <laughs> Okay, I see how it is, guys. Bully, bully the bi girl. A bi girl walks into a podcast studio. Two gay guys behind the mics. Can what I happens? tell you? Can I tell you something? Um, sort of speaking about straight culture, you are doing one of the sexiest things a straight woman can do, and I know you don't identify as straight, <laughs> which is wearing an oversized white button down. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's uh, yeah. It's so it is an oversized white button down, and thank you for saying that. <laughs> it also has a slit up the back. So <gasps> this is designed for women. I oh mean, it's designed God. for anyone, but it's not necessarily sure, sure, sure. designed for the classic male silhouette. Sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I. I I love that. I don't want to gender the shirt. <laughs> no, of course. Because I don't want to get in trouble. Well, I think that's what's so funny about um, clothing is it'll be like, well, it's for everyone. But... <laughs> come on, but come on. Let's just say they had a, a consumer in mind and they designed it. And that's okay. Yeah. And it's like, whatever. I want to be respectful. You know yeah. what I sometimes will do is I'll sometimes, because I really think there's such power in being a woman with an oversized white button down that sometimes I will want to emulate that and purchase an oversized oh, white button down. Same. But it, but you're a man. And the, the, like the button down you have to get would be gigantic yeah. in order to be oversized. But then even if it is oversized, you're not getting that same level of sexiness. Because I think you are. I'd actually argue that interesting. you are. I think you only, I think you can, as a gay guy, you can maybe get it when you're also wearing like, Short shorts. You know what a gig I can do? Mm-hmm. What? An oversized sweatshirt. An oversized button down, it's gonna look like risky business. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm you're ready right. to see it, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. How about you let me be the judge? <laughs> Next time I come back, I want you both an oversized We should do a fashion show of gay guys and you get to judge them. Yes, perfect. We've already coined the Complex Woman Awards, which are 
for women and then judged by gay men. We oh, should do perfect. the opposite. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we decide who is the most well, complex woman. Well, that makes woman. it so democratic. <laughs> yeah. We flip it. We flip yeah. it. Halfway through. Halfway we through. We have an intermission. We have an intermission. And then all <laughs> the complex Gaga. women. All, exactly. <laughs> and then it's Troy Sivan, Param Param. Yeah. All the complex women judge the gay guys. Yeah. Huh. I'm excited. I'll be front row. <laughs> that sounds amazing. With my scorecard. You're like 6.5. <laughs> unless you impress me. The shirt could have been bigger, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I and I want to see I want to see like playing with proportions and stuff too. Of so. course. It's not going to be just based on how big the shirt is, although that will be a big big part of it. Big, part yes. of the rubric, the scoring and all yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. What what do you like to see in a gay guy as a fan? <laughs> As yeah. a fan, I just like to see a lust for life. Yeah. And I like to see uh, effort. Mm-hmm. Sure. In, a, in appearance. I think that's good for everyone. And then I also like to see that they think they're chill, but they're not. Totally. Oh, that's that's classic. key. Yeah. That's key. Yeah. I think Do you think explosive. we think we're chill, but aren't? Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think it's so funny to think I'm chill even for a moment because the I way know. that I get cranky at the slightest stuff is insane. It's, it's actually, you could say, not chill. It's, it's the opposite of it's chill. Opposite Famously of not chill. chill. It's the op- Wow, I've that you are so spot on that gay guys all <laughs> think they're chill, but they aren't. <laughs> I can't take credit for that, but I can't say who said it either. Oh, okay. no. So. It was a famous person. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Reese Witherspoon. It was Caroline Polachek. <laughs> it was. Uh, no, I mean, I can't confirm. Sure, sure, I sure. I can't confirm. I'll tell okay. you off the record. Okay, great. Okay, great. Um, wow. Well, Mary Beth, are you feeling in the Friday um, spirit? I would say that I am. I also am glad you acknowledge what time it is because this is midnight as far as <laughs> podcasting goes. In the podcasting yeah. space, anything after like 1 p.m. is is midnight. Midnight, sure. Yeah. Do you are you a morning recording or recorder? Yes. Oh, oh. See, we are not that the hard no. way. Not like 6 oh, because you're too tired. Yeah, otherwise. but I think it's just like we start to get a little loopy, which like there's a fine line of like how loopy is yes. too loopy, 100%. and I think we do our best work sort of between 10 and 1. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well. The the thing is, regardless of what your job is, even if it's just sending emails, your best work is done when you're drinking coffee. Yeah. And that's just sort of what it comes down to. And I personally can't drink coffee in the afternoon. You're disagreeing. <laughs> no, I'm 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 listening. I'm active listening and I'm mm-hmm. I'm seeing how it feels in my mind. Do you I, feel like you can do good work without being in the process of drinking coffee? Well, I think I have a different schedule than you because I don't drink coffee until after I've gone to the gym. So often I don't drink I wake up walk the dog, go to the gym. Then by this time, it's noon. I'm eating lunch, still haven't had coffee. I can't believe this. And then at like 1 p.m., I have coffee. That is nuts. I mean, it doesn't feel good. Every day I'm like, when am I getting my coffee? No wonder you're not chill. (laughs) You're having caffeine in the afternoon, babe. Yeah, Yeah. You're literally like 3 p.m. and I have this big cup. Asleep in the morning, barely able to form a sentence, and then wired in the afternoon when everyone else is coming down from their coffee. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, this is, I'm trying to fight the system every day, and it's just, I mean, I'm exhausted. You're yeah. the counterculture. Yeah. yeah. Literally, counterculture coffee is what Lit- he That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I wanted to do a brand tie in for one of my sponsors counterculture coffee, counter the culture. With coffee. With coffee. Counter the culture with coffee. <laughs> exactly. Wow. How are you guys? Um, are you guys doing shows lately? What's the vibe? Oh, are we doing comedy talk? Yeah. Ooh. I was just wondering. You know, I'm actually in my doing shows era. Okay. Yeah. This is huge. I'm, 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 Figuring out if I want to do it again or not. Because mm-hmm. now you're a film star. Well, it's, but we can't it's talk about it. A film star, <laughs> which I am not able to talk about at this time. But it's also just I think I don't. I think it's a dying art. Can I tell you something? As your close friend, 
I think this is maybe something you don't recognize in yourself. Every single time we talk, you are essentially in the process of quitting. quitting. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's literally that's like that is probably, that's like your number one talking point. <laughs> yeah, because we get together and you're like, what are we even doing? But what are we doing? <laughs> when someone can answer that, I won't quit. I won't be in the process. But of quitting. You, but I'm, I'm loudly quitting. You know, quiet like, quitting, which I've never read yeah. about, and I don't know what it means. Uh-huh. I'm just yeah. using context. <laughs> yeah, this you is loud quitting, where I just talk about it incessantly. You I know would what? say in the beginning of our friendship, I was always like, oh my god, she's gonna do it, and now I don't believe you <laughs> well i'm obviously not gonna do- i was course, never gonna course, do it course. i'm not quitting stand-up i just haven't been doing as much. but i think shows. it's sort of what motivates you is the excitement of like this could be the last one <laughs> yeah yeah well, i think there's a lot of people there have been many people in my life that have been like i'm quitting comedy and then the next day they have like the biggest job yeah, ever yeah. and i've sort of been like mm, maybe, maybe that's a secret maybe that's a secret to be like no i'm not committed to this so if i don't get a job like in the next week i'm out yeah and then they're like, tempting we fate. have to save them they're tempting yeah. fate yeah but i think in i i just mean stand up specifically yeah. this is the live performance aspect yes well i'm of course coming out of an explosive show that you were not at i was not there <laughs> i was I was ill, and I take full responsibility. Of course, of course, of course. I really do. Sure, um, I think with with all the strikes, yeah. I actually feel like stand up is back. More I than agree. Ever. I think it's never been more back. I am literally about to. I want to start a monthly show. I want to. I'm booking LA dates. I am Whoa. maybe even going to Chicago by myself outside of the pod and doing sh- like I am ready to lot. be back. This is a lot to take in. And right by now. the way. I've never believed in in-person embodied live performance more. I'm Whoa. I'm so I mean of course we have to keep posting our Instagram reels. Of course. <laughs> of Which course. I don't do. I abstain. Yeah, <laughs> we do and they flop. They flop but, every but time. Okay. But it's good because we're employing upwards of 15 people to shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean of the pod? The pod. I you guys you post reels. Oh no, we can't. We post we we do posts, we dabble in that. We're yeah, we don't post dabble. stand-up clips yet. No, I mean the thing is, I don't is, know if I ever will. You know, people say you have to. This is like whatever. I'm actually just going to be confident about this and not do the whole thing of like no one cares about this, but I'll right. say it anyway. I'm also, just gonna... you can cut this if you have. If no, you want to. no, this is live. We're streaming to. live. <laughs> oh, um, in that case, uh... <laughs> we're streaming live. Um, no, I am. So what people do, this is a peek behind the curtain, you know, what people do is they don't want to burn material on Instagram. So they're not going to post like their actual jokes that they spend years of their life writing. So what they do is they do crowd work and post clips of crowd work. Mm-hmm. You don't tell us. Yeah. But then it's like, the choir. but then you are, but then you are suddenly there's so much pressure to do videotape worthy crowd work every time. Well, it's not always videotape worthy. And people Just because anyway. people are taping yeah, it doesn't mean it's true. videotape worthy. That, say that. And I'll say it again if I have to. <laughs> but I just think there's this pressure now, especially on newer comedians, to post, post, post. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think just get good at it first and then... I don't know. I, I'm just like, I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of seeing it. I'm sick of seeing a one pixel resolution video with <laughs> subtitles yeah. where I can't hear anything. From an open mic. And I can hear the, the only thing I can hear is the bartender shaking the ice in the yeah. back. Yeah. And I'm I'm watching crowd work and there's no laughs. Well, it's also, the, the no laughs thing, it's like, well, I remember. I'm kind of obsessed with, well, to be honest. I remember back when. Counterculture. Yeah. You want, like, when people proudly are indie. Yeah. No one liked this. <laughs> no, when but people, I'm posting it. When people are fully flopping and being like, whatever, I'm I'm gonna post it. I'm like, yeah. no, you are not... braver than anyone I've ever met. Like, it's not bravery. <laughs> that's mental. Not what is it? Mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's the word? <laughs> what's that therapy speak? It's, it's, the, new, it's the new Gen Z Little Mermaid. What's the word? Mental <laughs> illness. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <gasps> 
Um, God. Wait, I did not mean to make this an inside baseball. No, 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 no. I love you, it. I love it because it segment. really is. It's the changing winds of time where it's like I remember back when I used to apply to perform at comedy festivals. There was so much pressure on getting what's called a good tape. You want a good tape, and it's like five to seven minutes of you doing a set and you sound good, the audience is clearly, whatever, and you would spend months like taping many sets so you could find a good one. And now, people are posting bad crowd work. Like, it's just like how far we've come. I know, I know, but to me, that's a sig- that's like signifying some, a bad shift. Yeah. But you think it's it went well, back and better than ever. This is obviously not true, but I'm saying it as fact and still standing by it. Um, which I is love that. <laughs> amazing. I love to spread misinformation. <laughs> but and maybe I've talked about this on the main pod, but maybe we just yeah. talked about it to each other, where I actually think now it's almost chic to not have like 55 million Instagram followers because like the people that have it, like who are not like, literally in TV and film it's sort of like well you got there by weird like yes. ways yeah. well and inevitably all like, their content is bad yeah yeah but yeah. also okay to your point about how you know videos are bad and clips are bad that is why i have never believed in live performance more because then you're like you are scrolling through all this shit every day you're literally putting rotten food into your mouth mm-hmm. and then shitting yeah. <laughs> shitting it out <laughs> and then finally it gets to be 7:30 p.m. and you're like Finally, I can go to Union Hall. <laughs> yeah. No, See, I agree with you. C- comedy. Yeah. But I feel like online, people who perform for the audience that's in the room mm-hmm. are not, re- like, yes. there's no reward yeah. system I for that. It's oh, just honey, like, you don't tell us. You're in the room or you're not. And I think that's, you know, what it should <laughs> I be. I know, but... well, it's not scalable, is the thing. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I feel like, you know, I wish everyone the best, as always. Mm-hmm. It's and, so true. But Thank if you for you're contributing that. to the dot, if you're contributing to the death of stand-up, then, like, you're on, you you're on a list. You're on my list. Yeah. And yeah. you're making Mary Beth quit. Yeah. yeah. You're on the list. You're sort of, of pushing you're, me you're out. On the, you're on the lineup, honey, and you're up next. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, I feel, yeah, I guess like if also, here's what I will say. If you are offended by this, mm. then you are the problem. Totally. Because people who are posting good clips of not crowd work are not going to be offended by this because we're not talking about them. But if you know you're posting crowd work where no one's laughing, this is this message is for you. Yeah. yeah, and I have no qualms with that because if you feel like you fall into that, then you should think about it. <laughs> and that's the Fair. final word on that. <laughs> and that's the final word on that. And thank you so much for listening, guys. Should well, we do our first segment? Yeah, I just have to say I loved Comedy Corner. That okay. was I did so too. Fun. Okay, you know Sorry. Comedy Corner. I no, I think we are both good about doing it only once every few episodes, and it was time. Yeah, okay. Because cool. we needed to have a check in about the comedy industry, <laughs> especially now with everything going. What on. What with everything going on? What with everything going on? I mean, I mean. <laughs> It's such a funny, it's, think about the idea, like the identity of a comedy fan. Have you ever met a comedy fan? Well, There's yes. nothing more foreign to me. Well, weren't you one? Can't you remember? Yes, I, I was. I do remember. Some, yes, <laughs> I, I was. I used to go to the comedy cellar I, with my yes. boyfriend at the time, and I was obsessed with I comedy. would listen to comedy albums like at, you know, we didn't have podcasts back then. No, we didn't. I, we just we had Maria. Had, we had records. They we were vinyl. Re- they were vinyl. I mean, Jazz I had to, was a new art form. <laughs> I had to burn the tapes. And I said, you know, Maria Bamford would come on and I would say, press the record button now. <laughs> Onto your cassette. I mean, oh. people don't know. Now they have reels. Well, honey, you know, it's not real. <laughs> Tell me. Recorded comedy on your phone. <laughs> on your phone. <laughs> it's not. It's not how it was meant to be no. consumed. No, but really, no, really, it's. As long as we don't give in, which I've been tempted, mm. but I'm trying not it to. It is. It's a uniquely comedy problem, I would say, because it's like if you're a musician, it's not like you're 
sharing clips of like but it's a music problem too it's not as much like reels but like tiktok it's like everyone's trying to make their songs go viral but not even like it's not the full song it's like literally like a 30 second clip and they're like doing a silly dance like and sometimes it catches sometimes it doesn't Mm. and it's um annoying i guess you could say musicians and comedians have it harder than anyone right now yeah you don't see doctors (laughs) <laughs> yeah, doctors are posting. not Well, they are going viral. They are actually like, going stop. viral. <laughs> yeah. Don't you have enough? Do you know my dad was a doctor for like 40 years, never once went viral, had an amazing what? career. That's so sad. Had an amazing career. Do you have to send money back? or? <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm paying for the mortgage right now. <laughs> I mean, he got to chief of surgery, never once went viral. I'm just saying, you oh, don't yeah. have this to is, make this videos. Is my point. Like, having a lot of social media doesn't mean you can it be doesn't a, mean you can a, ba- a good doctor. Totally. Like, That's it. Sometimes <laughs> having a lot means you're a bad doctor. Yeah. And maybe you're not focusing on treating patients. Yeah, you're focused on the people viewing and not the heart surgery. Right, that you're in the middle of doing and you're live streaming. Anyway, yeah, it's an interesting Uh shift right now. I mean, I can't even... The thing is, doctors do live stream... (laughs) Well, because that's... Crazy. No, but it's just... It really is just the, the human condition, which is that you can be a doctor and still want to go viral. Like, that is still all you want. I mean, it's one of the saddest things. Yeah people need to practice if you're listening to this and you're a doctor practice some gratitude you probably <laughs> have two practice homes some medicine. <laughs> and literally and practice some medicine and practice some medicine you work so hard to get to where you are believe in yourself believe in your craft and be happy with what you are you don't need to be a multi-hyphenate you don't need to be a doctor slash musician slash model you one can of, just be a doctor slash surgeon one of the biggest mistakes in our culture was democratizing media Remember the Time magazine cover where it was like the person of the year is you and it was a mirror? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. This was maybe like 2007. That sounds like something from BoJack Horseman, though. They did a well, similar campaign. Well, you know what I always say. <laughs> you are a secretary. Yeah, yeah, you know what I always say. Life imitates art. <laughs> so, true. That's you genius. You have been saying that. I've always yeah. said that. I, I sell merch. And it that's the name like, of your special. That's yeah. the name of my special. <laughs> and it's all on Instagram reels and 10 second clips. <laughs> and none of it is going viral, unfortunately. <laughs> Which is huge. But literally that was the turning point. It's like, because people celebrated that. They said, oh, good, we democratized everything. Guess what? Not everything needs to be democratized. (laughs) I agree. I think there's a level of democratization, and then we should stop. Correct. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Well, should we do our first segment? Let's do it. <laughs> Mary Beth, our first segment is called Straight Shooters, and in this segment, we gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of rapid-fire questions where you have to choose one thing or another thing, and the one rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions about how the game works, because okay. if you do, we will quite literally injure ourselves with how angry we become. Yeah, we'll ruin our singing voices, yes. which we value I more than... I would never do that <laughs> to you. Lives. Okay, Sam, take it away. Okay, Mary Beth. I'm getting Starbucks or I'm giving no fucks. Giving no fucks. Mary Beth, having good morals or having bad IBS? Having bad IBS. <laughs> okay. Sydney Sweeney or Sweeney Todd? Ooh. Uh, I know this is wrong, but I'm saying Sydney Sweeney. Mm -hmm. Okay. Saying we're pregnant or saying she's president? <laughs> she's president. <laughs> okay. Make a wish foundation or shake a fist in frustration? Ooh. God, that's a really hard one. I would say Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh. Okay, spreading misinformation about vaccines or passing legislation supporting those who lack financial means? It's passing legislation <laughs> to support those who lack financial <laughs> means. Okay. Okay, she's woke. <laughs> okay, four on the floor, crazy eights, or 16 candles? 16 candles. Wow. Being a boss bitch or bleeding from a deadly itch? <laughs> oh. Unfortunately, bleeding from a deadly yeah. itch, I think. You know? And I want to clarify that I didn't mean Cindy Sweeney is wrong, like, point blank. I just mean for the game, I think that might be the straight answer. Well, no, I actually think you chose right um, in our current celebrity mm -hmm, youth-obsessed mm -hmm. climate. Okay. Um, I would say if someone said to me, save one of these things, I would erase Sweeney Todd from all of culture and keep Sydney Sweeney. And I know it's short-sighted, totally. but it's how I feel well, right now. We don't now. know what the effect would be. Well, you Sydney know, has more of a future, where Sweeney Todd is in this toxic nostalgia. You are <laughs> yeah. you are like, remember musicals? And it's yeah. like, shut up. Yeah. Let Sydney it's Sweeney like, do reality It's too. like, let me guess. You want like, and women I would watch to, that. Because <laughs> reality one was fabulous. That's what I hear. It's really So people really watch. like this film. It's people love it. I've never I've seen people love a film more. Because you can tell your parents to watch it. You can tell your lover to watch it. You can yeah. tell your niece. It's sort of cross-generational. Oh, way. wow. Interesting. So for you, a good movie is a movie you can tell other people to watch, not something that you personally well, I, enjoy. It appeals to multiple <laughs> I can personally endorse it because I enjoyed it, and that's why I say you should watch it. Mm. Just like I tell everyone to watch Baywatch in, in all earnestness. It's one of the best comedies the to re come out the in the last Zac 10 years. Efron one? Yeah. No, I have to say this is sort of the opposite of the reality movie where you're the only person I've ever heard say this in my entire life. Well, I just want to say that people like to keep blockbuster movies down, but I not on, not on my watch. Oh, you will not hear that from us. We are all in on We are okay, pro-monoculture. That's all we want. 
I think you need to see Baywatch. It's not just <laughs> it's not just Zac Efron. It's also The Rock. The Rock. Alexandra Daddario. Kelly Rohrbach, Sports Illustrated swimsuit model Kelly Rohrbach. <laughs> Thank wow. you. I didn't and know her credit. It's a f- it, and John Bass. Mary Beth, you're not allowed to promote films. <laughs> We're in a strike. Wait, fuck. Can you bleep it? <laughs> we'll replace it with a book title. <laughs> that was just amongst friends. <laughs> that was amongst oh my God, we're already getting emails. <laughs> Kick her out. Cancel Kick her. her. <laughs> I didn't mean to cross the picket line. Wow. So well, I can't talk about, I actually did want to know this. And since yeah. you guys are straight so captains, what, w- you can't talk about pe- uh, movies other people were in. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, I think to be safe, we are pretending as though movies don't exist. Okay, you can't shit, address, thanks, except for reality. Okay, except for the, because that's based on. Because guess what? It transcends film and it's more of a book. Well, it's it's based on a transcript. It's based on a transcript. It's which based then on got a transcript. Turned into a play. You know this, I right? did not know this. Sam, yeah. the whole thing with reality, which was first a play play called I think this is not a room was was the play um it's literally word for word the transcript no. of when she was when she was um detained well she was arrested, questioned, questioned interrogated interrogated and so literally the entire thing is word for word the transcript and first it was a play and then of course they were like well, we can't have that flop actress be on screen. She's right. a theater actress. Of course. <laughs> Get her out of there and actually give her the death penalty. <laughs> and then they got Sydney Sweeney to do Who let this woman on stage? <laughs> this woman on stage. Someone's head will roll for this. But our heart goes out to her. Family. Our heart goes out for, with, for her, to her, Yeah, of who were also all executed for exactly. her Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, but we, we well, I don't want to spoil anything, but reality winner is the name of the character. Yeah. So it's sort of like, Double meaning vibes. Well, of course. Well, of based course. On, you know, a transcript. <laughs> I just love when they're clever like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you could say it's actually not crossing the picket line because there were no writers. Wow. Well, but there but were actors. actors. Sam. <laughs> Sorry, just pretend this was like literally two days ago. That's a really good point. <laughs> pretend this was two days ago when the actors weren't on strike. That's so and true. And that would have been a really good point. Well, actually, Sydney Sweeney gives such a naturalistic <laughs> performance that you could argue it. She's not even acting. She gets lost in the role. <laughs> she gets lost in the role. And actually, now that I think about it, it was all improvised. Yeah, so... Yeah. It was all improvised. It was all improvised, and, and, and it just so, so happened. Yeah, she was so in character that her improvisation actually turned out to be the exact yeah, word-for-word <laughs> transcript, and they figured She's it amazing. out after the fact. She's amazing. She's, She's amazing. amazing. Talk about someone who can wear a big white shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And she does in the movie. And she does in the movie. <laughs> She's wearing a white button now. She's being questioned in, like, her little morning clothes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait till you see it. It's, I, I mean... It's great. Yeah, we're going to see it. Well, no, I'm seeing it right now. I mean, it's yeah. under two hours, so what are you waiting for? It's actually under an hour and a half. Oh, thank God. You know, people always talk about the 90-minute movie. I'm open to less than 90 minutes. You know what I love? 83. Yeah, I love That's an 83. That's rare. That's yeah. super rare. You know what I was looking into the other day? A movie I've never seen. Mm-hmm. The movie They Came Together, the Michael uh-huh. Schumacher movie with Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd. Less than 90 minutes. I was like, oh, I'm going to press play tonight. And did you? I'm going to do it tonight. Right. <laughs> Well, I thought we were going to singers tonight. So which oh, yeah. is it? Well, guess what? I have time for both because it's 83 minutes. <laughs> Woo! No, that was a fun movie. I, I that That's movie. what I hear. Yeah. You know, I'm so into Letterbox right now. Oh and no, so your Letterbox build. And so I'm seeing um, what people are saying about film. Of course. Here's what I'll say about Letterbox. <laughs> I just want to say one thing about Letterbox. No one over there has a sense of humor. Well, that's, that's sort of I what I didn't want to do it. That's why I left the app. It's too serious. In fact, I would like to do a dramatic reading of something I saw um, today, and I promise this won't take Does long. Does this count as acting? Um, oh, well, it's not. Guild, so he's sc- <laughs> scab. First of, all, the bigot first of all, I'm not in the guild. Well, this is a play. This is are a play. Allowed, are, yeah, this is, a, t- this is a play. Okay, so I am. Um, 
you know, I rewatched the movie Rat Race, which was a movie that I loved when I was in however old I was when it came out. It came out in 2001, Two. so I was Two probably around old. like six months old. Um, and I exp- I remember loving this movie. I mean, when I tell you I watched it over and over again, I thought it was so fun. I mean, I'm a huge Whoopi Goldberg fan, of course. And so I watched it last summer thinking, I'm going to love this. Turns out I didn't like it as an adult. Mm, I hate when that happens. It does happen, though. So I, I, I decided to post a cheeky review of it. And Uh-oh. I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be cheeky. And I and are I, you anonymous on Letterboxd? No, honey, it's my okay. first and last name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I posted a review and I said the following. I said, nostalgic for when I loved this movie as a kid. Now I'm too intelligent and sophisticated. A prison of my own making. All right. Yes, I get it. Would you like Great me to tone. read the two comments under this review? And so this is anyone can comment. Yeah. First comment. If you call yourself intelligent and sophisticated, there's a 99% chance you're a shithead. <laughs> Second comment, there's no way you just said that unironically. And you're like, Wait, correct. You're like, yeah, confirmed. <laughs> well, this Doesn't is, that make this you is, worried? There's this no room the for internet. irony on the internet. There's, there's no room for satire and no room for irony. Dead. I was people. doing satire. I, un- I understand. Yeah, it was loud and clear. Have these know. people not seen the death of Stalin? I <laughs> mean, <laughs> I mean, have they not seen Jojo Rabbit? I mean, my goodness. But maybe not. Maybe Wait, Doctor you Strange reply watch. and say, "Have you not seen Jojo Rabbit?" This is just obviously that. satire. Just have you not seen Jojo Rabbit? <laughs> yeah, I really confuse them. I also I want to say, you know, since we're on this topic, I also have a very famous review of Dune, where my review is, "Moms always think their gay son is the Messiah." Very funny I love review. That. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. that makes me want to watch it. This is a comment on it. This review confirms it. Call Me By Your Name is a shit movie that ruined a generation of tasteless morons. Whoa, okay, hold on. So just hold because on. I'm gay. <laughs> so because I'm gay, I'm a moron. by your name. Wait, 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 wait. I don't wait, know what it wait. means. But they ruined a generation of tasteless morons? So that means we were tasteless morons, but we hadn't been ruined yet. But then Call Me By Your Name came along right. and ruined us. Oh. Maybe we were going to grow and change. and then Into not being tasteless, yeah. tasteless morons. I just think people online, this is why I'm like, I really just... I mean, I'm the first person to ever do this, of but course. you know, I'm taking a. You're step taking back a social media the, break. Well, I still use Instagram, but I like <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so this is like how you're quitting stand up, and yet you have a yeah, show tomorrow. But I did, I did like I don't really I don't use Twitter anymore. I will say that, and that's been huge for me. And then I haven't posted on TikTok in like a year, and I posted yesterday, and then I just like immediately made it private because I was like, this is too scary. It's too scary. It's too vulnerable. Yeah. Honestly, like bring back the Facebook model. I want to be able to post to my friends and have it be fun and playful in a real way. I don't yeah. want to grow an audience. I don't want to like post to an audience. I don't want to hop on a trend. I know. I just want to post something silly for people who are fun. And people who want to see it. And people who want to see it. Yeah. Someone recently explained to me that there is a TikTok trend called beige flags and it is when something is not a red flag but it is a beige flag and I was like are you just talking about a personality trait it's like oh beige flag he wears his pants slightly lower than normal like it's Wait, it beige means, flag it means it's he a gets, good thing or a bad thing it, it means, means it's, it's like, a like ever so slightly negative thing but like wouldn't it's that some, be a light red flag or like so thank you for saying that. Beige is not light red. Beige is like surrender. It would be a pink flag. Right, right, pink flag. I mean, I guess if you're, I guess beige is sort of on that spectrum, sort of flesh colored. Sure. In a way, yeah, if, you're, I mean, if, you if you have you're, red undertones, if you're, right, like Sam and I, which white. not everyone, but, yeah, not yeah, everyone. Not so everyone. it's exclusionary. Some people in that are way. Greek and exactly. they don't have that. <laughs> and I have more of an olive. 
You do. So, so what's my olive flag? <laughs> I don't see that. You're not going to see that on TikTok. Why? Because they're xenophobic. <laughs> so true, actually. Wow. Really, really true. Thank you. I for don't that. know. Beige actually, flag. they are. Uh, I'm so. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm. I feel like you sound like a boomer. I'm just over this shit. Yeah, I know. No, everyone. It's, it's tough because no matter what, we all sound like boomers all the time now. And we well, you know, what? we are a generation of tasteless morons. Yes, after calling me by your name, there's no going back. <laughs> there's no go. We've been ruined. I mean, Letterboxd should be something you should just keep a journal. Like it should be for you. I get like wanting to like reflect on a movie and be like, totally. I saw this. I'm thinking about this. But then it's like. Why is it social media? Well, I downloaded it because I thought, how fun. Like, I get to write a little, like, silly thing after each movie. Like, it's basically, like, I don't know, Twitter, but for movies. Film people are the most humorless of all people. It's insane. It's, I mean, talk about a strike. When are cinephiles going to go on strike? Because I've heard enough from (laughs) them. (laughs) They need to take a long, hard look at themselves. They really do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done with them. I'm done with them. Let me enjoy what I enjoy. Also, I just want to say, like, what movie critics don't, and I don't have the same interests, so they need to stop imposing their views on me mm. because it's not going to be the same. <laughs> what you see is not what I see sometimes. So leave my movies alone, but I won't name them because we're on strike. Because we're on strike, course, and we course. have to not acknowledge that movies exist. Yes, except if it's and I think we, we've done a really good job of that. I think <laughs> this is probably the most movies on a single episode we've ever mentioned. <laughs> um, wait, should we get into the topic? I think that would be absolutely fabulous. Yeah. So I had a long, hard think about what to do for my return to the podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about today the idea, the cultural movement of having home friends. Home friends. Home Actually, friends. I do want to read your list of your okay, short list. Yeah, because, because I think it's really smart. It's fun when... You know, you get a little peek behind the curtain. So these are the the topics that Mary Beth sent me a couple of days ago. Home Friends, which ended up being the winner. Loyalty, deodorant, podcasts, and cuddling. Yes. Deodorant was definitely up there for me because I think some people need to hear that. But that, that deodorant is straight or that deodorant is necessary? Both. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so but you're wearing saying, it doesn't mean you're straight. I see. So you're so saying it's to... straight and everyone should conform to that. <laughs> you're sort of like straight people have made some good points and deodorant is one of them. I, yes. You know and I wouldn't I, say that about much. But Can I tell you something? Recently I have noticed that I have many gay friends who want to smell as like a sex thing and then impose that on other people. And I'm like, I don't want to be sex negative. But I am not part of this. No, don't make me complicit. No, you're being sex negative. I don't want to smell you. I don't. So. I knew. I knew you would. No, I knew no, you would. this is insane. I feel it like- is not insane, Sam. When I enter <laughs> a room, I should not. I should not have to smell someone who smells terrible because they then have a kink that they they want to. I sex think later. the general like to actually be like notably smelly is like the highest level of that kink. Like most people that are like like into a little musk aren't like stinky stinky stanky i don't know babe. i don't know There's i have a, a pretty line. sensitive nose Me too. <laughs> i have sensitive all my senses are sensitive well all sensitive your senses are heightened you're sort of <laughs> like the daredevil yeah you were like hit by something at a young I, age i really was and it's my cross to bear yeah and but i bear it every day of course but if i walk in a room and i can i mean on the train i can actually smell if someone who wasn't wearing deodorant has just been in the space like recently that happened to me just when I was coming here. And that's mm-hmm. tough. It's like, it's it's not. I actually also have a, like an unusually sensitive nose to the point where it's like frustrating because I'll often be like, spend 10 minutes being like, what smells weird? What smells weird in the house? And Matthew will be like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> smells weird. <laughs> it's well, really hard. Yeah. And I think I'm I'm like kind of annoyed. I feel like there's like a Twitter trend of being like. Is there? Yeah, it'll be like, um, 
like this is the rain on me for this. I'm literally quoting someone. We might have to get rid of this. <laughs> this is the the hit song for gays that don't wear deodorant. Or oh, like, there's sure, like sure, a lot sure, of sure, like, sure. and I've even seen like that type of tweet where it's like, gays, like if you if your thing is smell, don't do it around me. And it's sort of like you're. It sometimes it feels like a straw man villain. I'm telling you, I can name people. <laughs> they're not strong. They're, they're and some there. of them have been on the pod. <laughs> and that's, think about that for five <laughs> seconds. You're okay. doing a podcast in a confined space. and Yeah. Can't so deodorant, <laughs> loyalty is interesting. I mean, we have done cheating as a straight topic before. I saw that too. Which so is very wanna... like, but it is very true that sort of the black and white relationship dynamics of a straight couple. Mm-hmm. And friends. Friendship. Yeah. Which is gay, inherently gay. Of course. So we would have to explain that as well. I think friendship is inherently gay. Has anyone done Can that I on the podcast? Can I tell you something? Okay, I'm going to no. take a risk right now. What? One time I told a story on this podcast that was pretty explosive. And it was that I had gone to a gay club with four straight presenting people. And what ended up happening is that the men made out with each other and the women made out with each other. Correct. Do you remember this? Yeah, and then course. I... Was and then I didn't make out with anyone, and I'm the gay one. Right. I would like to come out as saying that was you and your boyfriend. Oh yeah! <laughs> Wait, I didn't, I didn't know about this. <laughs> Wait, and I protected that? your identity until now. When it was, was that? that night. It was that night that we went to three dollar bill. Okay, so almost and, exactly a year and, ago. And it was like Edward and his and his British friend, and they're like, "Yeah, this is what we do in boys' school." <laughs> And then it's you, gay. and then another person that I won't mention because I have not gotten her consent. We haven't cleared. But then it with her everyone yet. else was being gay, and I was like, "Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, who am I in this situation?" Well, and this was when George was in his Costanza. I era. was being George Costanza. Well, look, I'll quote the great Wayne Gretzky: "You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take." So I know. Maybe you should have been. I maybe mean, I should have made out where with your, was your romantic partner that night. He, that's true. He wasn't there, but I was more thinking like. Okay, he wasn't there. I can make out with. I mean, it's a gay bar. It's made <laughs> for course, me. Yeah. But again, I'm also being very um, biphobic right now because you, it is also made for you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but look, hey, it was a twist you never saw. Coming. It was a twist I never saw coming. I mean, to be with you know, with people that were. I mean, it was you. You know, it was a a, a straight sex couple. Of course. A heterosexual couple. Even. A heterosexual couple, even. But I think it just proves my point that friendship is gay, yes. and it should be considered as and such the, and categorized exactly. As such. And the fact that Edward uh, and his friend, um, their friendship was so gay that it ended up <laughs> yeah. resulting in a makeout session. Exactly, as all male friendships should. Yeah, that's I true. I bet I that would relieve some pressure for a lot of them. By the way, you know how it was a trend for so long for women to make out, like for a ma- for the male gaze. I think we're overdue for the new trend to be the opposite, for men to make out and then women to be like, hubba hubba. I mean, and we're we are. Close. We are. <laughs> yeah. We're doing, it's happening. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you right now it's happening and it's amazing. <laughs> but they're not doing it for gay guys' pleasure. They're doing yeah. it for well, you don't know well, that. sometimes You actually don't know that. Well, I'm a gay don't, guy and I don't see it oh, very so often. Oh, so you're not getting, oh, but, it, but if you see it, you're getting, it's causing you pleasure. <laughs> if I were you to think see they're it, not the intent, they're not doing it for you. No, I think. Oh, I mean, um, they're not like they aren't doing it in front of me personally. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> well, you got to get in the right rooms, babe. Yeah, come, come to Fred. Fred, all goes down. I was there last week. I mean, <laughs> is that where the big night happened? <laughs> Great. <laughs> yes, and it will be known henceforth as, as the, the big, big night. night. Okay, so all right, so let's talk home friends. Let's Tell us, friends. walk us through. What about how you define home friends, why they're straight, what your experiences with home friends? Let's hear it. 
Okay, so home friends is this idea where you have, you know, you, as an adult, let's say you have groups of friends from all walks of life. You have friends from your first job, you have friends from college, you have friends from whatever your hobbies are, like mm -hmm. how our hobby is comedy. <laughs> and then you have this group, this elusive group of friends yes. who doesn't really interact with any of those other groups. They exist fully as a separate thing. And they are your longest standing friends. They probably know the most about you. And they're your friends from home, ultimately. Mm. So this could be either friends from your neighborhood. It could be people you went to middle school with, people you went to elementary school with, high school, any of those really like formative years where you all went to different cities for college. Maybe some of you were in the same city, but not the same school. Mm. In the rare case, you were in the same school. I think that's amazing because you're home friends can also be your college friends but it's this idea that they are sort of always there and then when you go visit them or you're all in a group you fall right back into those patterns that you had when you made the friends yeah totally so this is um a genius topic it is obviously so straight i feel i can't like yes i have like some people from my past that i am still in communication with but it is so few and and because the whole time we knew each other i was closeted exactly <laughs> i mean that's like, what makes it they strange. do not know yeah. me the best like people who came out i don't how old were you when you came out I came out in college. Okay. Same, essentially. Yeah, I think one of my home friends is a, a gay man, and he came out in high school. So that was great because, you know, we got to know him as... Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't like his personality changed at all. It was just like, oh, cool, now this thing is like out and it's fabulous this thing is this out this thing is out and it's we fabulous let, we let it out of its cage he said i'm gay and you said honey that's fabulous i said, I said the I thing is out in the yearbook room i said that's fabulous that's fabulous <laughs> all i can say one word and i hate to label things as you know but i'm gonna label you also fabulous. have a lesbian high school friend that I, I know personally of course yeah so and that was that was later but i oh, would okay. agree i would also say that her personality has not changed yeah. so in a way that's a gift but i feel like it's this fun idea, and a lot of my friends that I've made in adulthood are like, who are these people? Who are these people that wear oh. Reformation dresses? And you're going to their weddings all the time, and their names are things like Rachel and Emily. And I'm like, they're my home friends. Mm. There's yeah. nothing else to say, really. Yeah. I'm honestly like a little jealous of the idea of home I friends. I am too. I am too, because I think that it is a tether to your past that is not your blood family. Mm -hmm. And to be honest... I don't really have that. Like yeah. I'm not, I, I really am not in touch with my high school friends. I have like literally one. And like some that I have seen randomly, mm -hmm. but no one that's like, like there is just like, we will never spend enough time together now. To catch up with. Yeah. And it's like, it's also like there's a lot to, like when I was closeted, I was very closeted. Totally. Like, uh, there was oh, a same. lot that yeah. I was like not addressing. I was closeted in more ways than one because on the one hand, I was obviously not out as gay. <laughs> but on the <laughs> other hand, I was also not out as having anything to say <laughs> to be a, to, to sort of do a makeshift straight shooter. <laughs> like yeah. there was a way in which I was deeply uninteresting because I was afraid of actually expressing anything going on inside in case it would like show my true personality. Yeah. I was fear-based. Yes. <laughs> I was unsexual. I had no taste in anything because yeah. it was like, well, I'm not going to show anything. Yeah. Yeah. It was sort of like, well, there's a way in which you're waiting for your life to begin because you're like, okay, yeah. when it's safe, not to say that I grew up in some violent environment, but like no. when I personally feel safe, whatever mm -hmm. that means for me, then I will develop a personality. 
Same. I also think this is um, an interesting, potentially generational thing, mm. because like now yes. people do come out in high school, mm-hmm. and it's like. Yeah. Uh, well, now the straight people are bullied. I, I read that and in the amen. Atlantic. And amen. <laughs> amen yeah. to that. Yeah. Sister. Sister. But I think also with the, you know, the, one of the reasons that my home friends and I, and there's, I can't remember if there's nine or 10 of us, but we still have a group chat. But when we went to college, we started a private Facebook group where we would post on it about what we were wow. up to and our goings on. And sometimes we would video chat on our MacBooks. Wow. And wow. that was very fun to keep in touch. But I feel like now we have had a group chat that's been going on since, you know, maybe like 10 years or however long ago. I don't know. It's been a long time. One year. More than 10 even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's um, it's so nice and it's just like, I don't know, it just feels, there's like a comfort there and then when we're all at a wedding together, like we had a wedding in San Francisco this past, I don't know, I don't know what month it is, but I think it was in April mm. and it was just so nice to be back together and it's like, you know, the gang's all here and then when one person isn't there, obviously you talk about that person. Totally. If one person misses a gathering in the home friends group, that person is being spoken about at length. In a negative, positive, nuanced. You have to be there. I can't say. <laughs> not I really, really can't say. Community. If you're not, yeah, it's sort of it's like it's know, a home friends thing. Yeah, <laughs> so you yeah. sort of have to be there. But. Yeah, if only yeah. you would come out of the closet a little earlier, maybe you <laughs> yeah. could talk about this. Wow. Well, it's interesting that you're queering the notion of home friends, which is a straight topic by having gay ones. Exactly. And by coming out as bisexual at 28. Because mm. I was in high school making out with my friends mm. for attention, sure. which that was Female definitely friends. part of it. Yeah. yeah, of course. And then in college, sort of like, oh, well, you know, I don't know. We'll see. And then as a, you know, in my 20s, I was like, I don't know. I think I'm just straight, but I like I like hooking up with girls. It's like a fun thing. And then eventually I was like, oh, no, I'm in love with a woman. So these things happen. And your home friends accepted you for that. They did. Despite, against all odds. Against all odds. <laughs> and it was quite the change. Mm-hmm. I had to send out a newsletter to yeah. everyone. Paper you had to it. post on I, the private Facebook group. I Is did. the Facebook group still active? Here's what's so tragic and why if I ever meet Mark Zuckerberg, I'll do physical violence. Because the Facebook groups used to have discussion boards where you could like make a new discussion topic and then everyone could comment and respond and then one day they were just gone so this was just like our oral history of college just was completely ripped from us the way big tech platforms own everything we've ever said done or written but then they just can can take it away exactly it was so heartbreaking we had so much funny shit on there like people writing drunk and it was all misspelled it was really funny trust me and (laughs) now we'll just never have that so we just have we have the memories and the group is is no longer you know, I created a funny Tumblr when I was in college, and it was one of those Tumblrs that would have, like, when you go to the dining hall, and then a GIF. Totally. When you are Classic. doing whatever, and then a GIF. And it was, this was peak of when this was, like, this was comedy. Yeah. yeah. And it went a little viral. Wait, it wasn't so- What Should We Call Me? It was, like, a. it was right after What Should We Call okay. Me. Okay. Remember when everyone had, like, What Should We Call yeah. Swim Team? Yeah. What Should We Call Whatever. Yeah. Intern so I, Life. Yeah. So I had one that was for, like... <laughs> the co-op scene at my university. So it was all like, when you miss your kitchen clean, when you like uh, overcook the shrimp, like when you go to the Wednesday party, but they're out of wine. Like it was all that. (laughs) And it was like passed around in a way that I was like, it was the first taste of like attention that I got for doing something sort of funny. And I was like, oh. Yeah, this feels I'm going to have a podcast one day. Uh, Yeah, that (laughs) was when you knew it planted the seed. And, but my point is it's gone. I don't know. I, I certainly oh, don't Oh, actually, have... but it's still there. 
Tum- I, don't I think I once no, you- tried. I wish to- my tumblers were gone. I think. I think I tried once to go to the URL and I couldn't find. Oh, it. Really? well, I'm sure all of your blog, like yeah. the links, would be also dead the links are dead. The, the gifs-, gifs don't work. Yeah, Tumblr. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I do miss those days. I was a Tumblr girl in college as well, and I miss those times. But uh, along those same lines, my high school friends and I, my home friends, you could say, we did a parody of the OC called the FC because we're from Fairfield County, uh-huh. and we did two episodes <laughs> of it, and we filmed it in my house, and it was so wow. funny and fun. And then I remember we posted on some OC message boards, and it, people in Canada just loved it. And that was when I was like, oh, wait, this is kind of cool. Like, yeah. I wish we'd stuck with it in a way, but then I'm like, then I would be a YouTuber right now and that would be its own sort of hell. Of but I feel like <laughs> I wish that I took a little bit more advantage of that, like birth of the internet sort of timing. Oh, I think about yeah, that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Although it is true that when you look at the OG YouTubers now and what they're up to, it is even darker than you It's sad. It's could it's actually very scary. It's really, it's really scary. And it it's is. not their fault. You're not meant to live that lifestyle mm-hmm. my my tumblr um my joke tumblr that was a, a spark was that i had a friend who i was in classes with him every like we were this one semester in every single class together and he often wore the same outfit multiple days in a row so i started a fashion blog called what gary wore today and i would take a pic we were very close friends and okay, i would like pick, so it, wasn't take, it wasn't bullying i would take a picture of him and like make like write like fashion blog language to be like today he's pairing a gray pant with a that gray that is so funny and um have i told you about the georgia awards <laughs> i don't think you have okay you're going to die wait i'm, I'm scared so excited. <laughs> when i this is before we moved back to Greece. so i was in new jersey i must have been in 7th grade I decided, in fact, I might have been in like sixth grade. I decided out of nowhere that I was going to create the George Awards. And there were going to be like 27 categories that were like, that were like cutest guy, like coolest couple, like most athletic, just like literally things that I made up. One of them was like, best shorty and it was like people that were short like physically it was was a different time (laughs) it was a different time well everyone was growing so and i just i just decided i was like okay well i'm gonna print all these ballots and everyone's gonna vote for the georgia awards you voted. i thought you decided them no i as well it's democracy it's greece for crying out loud democratization of the georgia awards this is actually actually a good point i don't remember i do think there was a voting element Mm. Because I remember we had a printer that I was like printing so many pages because it was like for the whole grade. Yeah, that's And my mom was like, why are you printing so many pages? And I had to lie because I knew she would not approve (laughs) what I was doing. (laughs) Um, Anyway, the point is I literally just did that. And then one of the categories was fully cutest guy. And in my mind, I was like, well, it's not gay. Like, I'm the producer here. Like, there has to be a cutest guy and a hottest girl. I mean, this is middle school. Well, it's also, like, kind of funny for you to be like, yes, the George Award. Like, you're a guy. But then it's like, I'm choosing which five guys are the hottest guys. (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone has to vote. And then everyone has to vote. (laughs) Also, I put myself in it. I've just remembered. Did you win? No. <laughs> the G- George didn't win the George Award for cutest guy? Wait, it's actually crazy because I hadn't thought about this until now, but like the rest of them were the most popular guys. And then I was like, well, I'll put my, I'll admit it. Like, I have to put miss myself. 100% of <laughs> So it was just like all these guys that played lacrosse and then me. And then Aww. I was like, all right, vote. <laughs> if people were smart, they would have voted for you. Suck up to the I producer. Know, it's crazy. Who would have known you would have grown up to be a really judgy gay guy? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's, it really is. Sometimes you do see deep into a child's psyche. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, those. It, it's just funny that, like, did the school catch wind of it? Did you get well, to give that's them what out? I, that's why I'm, like, struggling with the story. I can't remember how it ended. 
I don't think I got in trouble, but I do think the vibe was very much like, so that happened <laughs> anyway. Like everyone was just There's like, like a big announcement. Like, like just for the future, yeah. no personal awards. It was very, yeah, it was very much like, yikes. All right, well, let's sort of protect. We've never had to do this Dear before. Dear parents, well, I also we've been made aware of an incident in the seventh grade in which one student has decided no one you had to respond. award other students. <laughs> it was not like a normal based on attractiveness <laughs> and <laughs> other things. It was, also not, it was not mean spirited. Like most of them were like no, sort of it was positive. Fast. We would Especially like to apologize to the shorties. <laughs> I mean, the poor shorties. And, and actually, you know what? I think at some point my mom did catch wind of it and was mad at me on one thing. I had nominated this guy, Eduardo, for best shorty. And my mom was like, his mom told me he's insecure about his height. And you put him in best shorty? <laughs> But if you're gonna be a shorty, be the best. I know. No, it's the best shorty. He and he actually five. was the best shorty. He made top five. He was really cute. I wonder what he's doing now. I wonder if he's still short. Can we get eyes on him? <laughs> <laughs> Where are the private Facebook groups? Seriously. Wow. Oh my God, the George Awards. I hope you bring those back. I should one day. bring them back. Yeah. That's actually a good idea for a segment at a live show. That's a great idea, the George Awards. Wow. And um, what the categories are, only you know. Yeah, the categories are knows. all me. It's like hottest, <laughs> like hottest, most hottest most fit, George. <laughs> most intellectual, smartest, yeah, smartest, hottest, tallest. <laughs> wow, wow. Um, when it comes to home friends, was there anyone that like, like didn't make the cut but was kind of close? Ooh. We had a few people that would be invited to our gatherings like on the weekends in high school, but didn't necessarily. They weren't necessarily in the Facebook group. Mm. And then we have had one friend leave the group chat and that was on his own volition. And we're all still, we have our individual relationships with him, also gay. We actually had two gay friends come out senior year. And I feel like that, like I've talked about this before, but it sort of skewed my perception when I went to college and then now subsequently moved to New York. So I'm like, oh, well, everyone comes out when they're 18. Mm -hmm. That's like, everyone comes out when they're 18. So everybody's been, you know, out for, and but that's just so not yeah. the case. For Next like, thing you know, you're coming out. <laughs> I know, I'm like, wait, what happened? Um, but it's been so interesting to like recalibrate that because I guess, yeah, people don't do that. Yeah. Do you yeah. have any friends in your of your home friend circle that like at some point their lives just became too different? It's like someone who had a kid like in their mid 20s or someone who got married really early or even someone who just like had a career that is so unlike everyone else's and suddenly like works for the military or something. Well, something that's really important to know about home friends is that you should not know what they do for work. Mm. You should be lifelong friends with them. But if anybody put a gun to your head and said, what does Rachel do for work? You could maybe name the company. And that's about you it. You say yeah. she's George's assistant she's, and the government exactly. pays for her health insurance. She's a federally funded <laughs> assistant and that's it. That's all I know. I don't know anything else. But what's nice about my group of home friends is that everybody has jobs. I don't know what they are necessarily. Yeah. One is a teacher. Oh, okay. oh so amazing. God, really I love simple. when someone is a teacher so you can know what that means. Exactly. Yeah. And that's like, it's so nice. It's so digestible. Wouldn't yeah. you agree? Yeah. Yes. Well, it almost feels like you're doing charity. You're like, well, my friend's a teacher. My, so. Well, yeah, you could say I give back because my friend is a teacher. <laughs> and this is someone I've known for, you know, longer than we I haven't known them. We were in a Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were in a Facebook group together. So um, I would say, luckily, no one has really, like, taken a sharp left turn. Yeah. Everybody, well, no, I shouldn't say everybody. Some of them are married. Our one friend just had a baby. And then we have, you know, I'm in a long-term relationship. We have another one that's similar and then two that are single. So I will mix. say bringing, it's a really great mix. bringing partners into the group, it, we're a very welcoming group. Okay, interesting. And I that, doubt it for some reason. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> I definitely doubt it. Yeah. Well, you can ask my home friends. <laughs> 
I'll send you their info. Seem a little their biased. Info? I would rather ask your long-term partner. Maybe, maybe you know what? But he's made a great impression on the group. He hasn't uh, met everyone though because he lives in England. Of course, sure, so sure, it's sure. Tough. He hasn't been to the weddings and stuff yet. Sure. but mm. we're you know we're hopeful. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, I do think introducing people to a British actor is unfair. It's like okay, everyone yeah. else is like, this is Jared. I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Love you though. <laughs> but yeah, when he can't come to a wedding because he's filming, I'm mm. like, well, you know, he's filming. So <laughs> does then he they're invited, like, but he's they're like, she yeah. made him up. Yeah, <laughs> <She made> him <laughs> I'm up. like, no, there he is. He's British and he's an actor. They're like, well, Jared just booked the big account. You're like, shut up, Rachel. I'm also <laughs> like, what does that mean? Yeah. And also, what is his job? Wait, don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing a partner's job is beyond. Part of growing up is realizing that it's actually not interesting to ask someone what they do. Or how's work. Or how's we've, we've had this debate it. before. I do want it like I want it like on a card. Just so oh, just so I'm not yes. like and by the way, chemical engineers suck. And they're like, well I'm a chemical I engineer. I actually wouldn't mind <laughs> And you do say that all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit weird. I wouldn't mind people having a business card that just has like three sentences about them that's like these are the basics. Let's not we yeah. don't have to address them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't talk mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. I think that would be huge. Um I have some home so I, mine's also confusing. Like I moved in the middle of high school, mm-hmm. and and then when I was in college early on, my parents moved away. Like I went to, I was in high school in Virginia, then went to UVA, and then my parents moved to Chicago. Yeah. And so I like never went home, to, and I was only there for like two years, so I was already like a transplant. Yeah. And then it was like, but there's there's some like that moved to New York and I did hang, hang out with them like one or two times and it was kind of fun and I was like you know if we could we could get this going again yeah but we were in very different spaces and I was still very self-conscious about being gay now mm. and sort of being like how do I square this where it's like you knew me as straight and just sort of goofy totally and now I'm gay and goofy and how how will people take how that how people make we sense of know. that and they were like it was that thing where they were totally being like one of them has a gay brother and they were being so normal and so nice. And I was sort of like, they probably think it's weird that I'm gay now. And I could not get over it. <laughs> that makes me sad. I've now switched yeah. over from thinking the gay thing matters to just being like, I don't want anyone to know I'm a comedian. <laughs> uh, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it is pretty, pretty embarrassing. It is uh, shocking. And yet here we are. And yet here we and we are. Do it, we do it every day. Every, every day we wake up and be day. funny. It's so hard. But <laughs> on Instagram reels, on TikTok. <laughs> on Twitter of some on, of us. On, um, well, I would say on I'm Letterboxd, not funny on Letterboxd. Letterboxd, <laughs> on Letterboxd, yeah. It's hard when uh, home friends' parents move. Mm-hmm. So you uh, really, yeah. you don't go home for Christmas and see them, or at the holidays, I should say. You don't see them because their parents live <laughs> Thank you for being elsewhere. Clear. Yeah, th- you're welcome. <laughs> and so then it's really like you have to make even more of an effort. But it's kind of nice to see if you if you make the effort, and we have. But I feel like, you know, if anyone listening is wanting to reignite a home friendship, especially if you're gay, because we need more gay people in the home friend space, that's I would so say true. I think you should yeah. do it. And actually, I would like to say that's a good way to screen people. It's like if there if there are randomly any people I went to high school with that listen to this podcast <laughs> and we're not in touch, please get in touch. Bring I mean, I would love to know who you are, yeah. <laughs> who, who in my Greek high school is listening to this podcast, but not being in touch with me. And it's just like, I'm just a fan. <laughs> you don't know. I really don't know. I want you to I want you to get in touch. I want you to get in touch. And um, and to the high school friends, there are two girlies that have that are in New York, and I always am like, we're gonna get drinks, we're gonna get drinks. I am making a verbal promise that I will do that by the end of 2023. Whoa, I love that for you. Thank you. One of my home friends mm. will be at our Minneapolis show. Wow. Yeah, she lives in Minneapolis now. <laughs> I love That's that. That's big. 
That's this big. Is, this is exciting. This is the this is the start of something new. I think. <laughs> and that's the power of a white woman in an oversized white shirt. <laughs> yeah, it is. She brings people together. Look at all the power I wield in this. You room. actually do wield a lot of power. You do. There's yeah. something very convincing about what you're telling. You are a very convincing person. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I try to use it only for good, though. Not not bad. Mm. Mm. Well, I said I try. Yeah. <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Well, should we do <laughs> our final, final segment? segment? Any final words on um, home friends? Shout out to my home friends. Shout out, of Love course. Love you so much, you guys. They know all my secrets. Yeah. So, mm. and you know what? There's no one I'd rather be in San Francisco at a wedding mm. with. And I just want to say, you know, whenever I've met your home friends, I love them. They're just they're, they're like salt of the earth. I would say some of them I'm like actively I'll actively like respond to their Twitter or their Instagram stories, mm -hmm. actively like try to sort of like develop a rapport. Well, I'm lucky because they're all great. And yeah. they have no interest in becoming anything yeah. even adjacent to the industry. So it's just also nice to talk to them about like other things yes. because they ask me questions, but it's not like all about that. And they don't know half the people that, you know. It's a very good reminder that the people we think of as like titans of the industry are actually randos. They are. <laughs> And they always will be. Yeah, which is really empowering, actually. And that's totally. the last thing I'll say totally. on that. <laughs> totally. Um, right. Wow. Well, our final segment is called Shoutouts. And in this segment, we pay homage to the grand straight tradition of the radio shoutout and just shout out to anything that we are enjoying. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's always tough when we record two episodes go. in a row, but go for it, George. <laughs> What's up, everyone out there? And a shout out to my home cooks, especially. I want to give a shout out to taking a can of seltzer and rather than just popping it open and putting it in your disgusting mouth, taking a glass of ice, cutting a lime or a lemon into a fourth, squeezing the lemon in, and then pouring the seltzer into that. Suddenly, you are literally in the audience of the US Open. Suddenly, you are in a country club, and suddenly you have upwards of 15 um, servants around you that are catering to your every need because you are being glamorous and you are being classy in, a, in an almost problematic way, I would say. And so you have the power within yourself to create that kind of environment at home without even having to leave the house for the price of essentially a fourth of a lime, which does not cost 
cost that much last time I checked. There are deals on Fresh Direct today. So get out there, buy yourself some limes and lemons, and make yourself a seltzer like you're the queen that you are. Woo! Okay. Um, I have one that's, you know, it's on the nose for me, but right. hey, we're, we're, we're reaching. Um, what's up, everyone who has a happy Friday feeling? I want to give a huge shout out to Summer Heat. I have not felt that summer feeling, and I have been looking for it the way one looks for, I don't know, the Christmas spirit even. I have been wanting, and I've been going to beaches, pools, the woods, streams, rivers. If it's a body of water, I've been there. And I've been like, why do I still feel this aching want? And it's because it hasn't been hot enough. Now it is very hot and I am feeling fulfilled. And even though I'm in New York City, surrounded by pavement and working <laughs> in a podcast studio, I feel so summery. I feel like I'm on vacation and I realize that vacation isn't going somewhere with a beautiful beach. Mm. It's being too hot. And I feel full. Thank you, sun. Thank you, earth. Thank you, Summer. XOXO, Sam. Wow. Wait, those are like so good. I'm too, wait, do I have to do one? I'm yeah, scared. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I'm scared. You literally have to just think of it on the spot. But cut this, cut me thinking about Yeah, it. no, we'll cut, we'll cut anything that betrays any weakness on your part. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wait, I don't know what to do. It's so stressful. Don't worry. No, it's easy. No, it's stressful. No, no it There's is. no pressure. Just no, think of whatever. I'm scared. I'm in my head now. <laughs> Wait, I'm like, I'm literally going to look through our text to see what was the last thing you had raved about. Raved about? Yeah, like, so I, I'm going to give you ideas. You're raving to him on text? I don't know that I am. Let's I'm see, I'm a raving see. lunatic. I'm like, <laughs> woo! Woo! I'm like bitching about everyone we know. Let's if see. that's what you mean. Yes, there is more negativity here than I remember. All right, I have one. I have one. <clears throat> I, are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Wait, I'm scared. You just start talking. Yeah. Yeah. And a little improv exercise. There's going to be yeah, like music improv. under you. It's going to sound fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to okay. sound fun. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm nervous. <laughs> I've never seen I've you never seen me do something. <laughs> I just get so nervous. <clears throat> You like start singing beautifully. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Oh my God. All right. Ready? You just say shout out to the listeners. Well, whatever. Literally, however you imagine. I always say imagine it's 2001 and you're in TRL shouting out to like your squad. You know what I mean? Imagine you're shouting out to your home friends and like bring that energy. Okay. This is so fun. This is crazy. This We're keeping all this before. in, by the way. We're giving no! all of it in. Yeah, we you have to. It's so funny. All okay. Right. Um, this is going on reels. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listeners. Oh. Happy Friday. Today, I'd like to give a shout out to Ballet Flats. That's right. Ballet Flats are back. You may have seen it in the New York Times style section. You may have seen it on Jennifer Lawrence's feet. You may have heard about it on this very podcast. Ballet Flats are back and they're better than ever. You can buy them new. You can buy them secondhand. All you have to do is buy them. (laughs) (laughs) 2007 never looked so good. Oh. Have a great weekend, everyone, and drive safe. Wow. Beautiful. That was really good. I I, that, that was also very in the spirit of the podcast because we're always bringing things back from 2007. <laughs> we really are. Okay. Yeah. You know, I saw someone wearing like gladiator sandals the other day, and I was like, "We're this is a new world. We're back. Well, and yet it's think, the old world. I actually think, I think ballet, <laughs> flat, ballet flats really is the final frontier because you're like, everything else 
you know, yes, you can bring back low-rise jeans, you can bring back the thong peeking out, whatever, but ballet flats are so aggressively uncool that when those are back, like, we've lost it. All bets are off. All bets are off. Well, sometimes your shoes just have too much support, and you think to yourself... (laughs) What if I walked on the ground? Literally. Essentially. Like, you need to feel your feet on the ground. Yeah. People aren't grounded anymore. That's no, why. they're not it's very grounded. Spiritual. Feel the People light on your be- <laughs> lips. Wait, sing it more. Wait, is it feel the light on your... Feel the rain on your skin. Feel the rain on your skin. No but one else can feel it for you. She does say feel the light on your... No, feel the feel the words on your lips. Feel the words on your lips. No one else can feel it for you. Only oh, you can let it in. Only you can let it in. No one else. No one else. Oh, no, can speak the words on your lips. Something. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to Natasha Benningfield. She's still relevant. Yeah, by the way, shout out to that one scene in Easy A where she is always singing. Pocket full of sunshine. Pocket full of sunshine. But I will say Natasha Bedingfield's best song is These Words. What's that one? How does that one go? I won't say. (laughs) (laughs) These words are small, I know. (laughs) Well, it's sort of similar, but it's not that. (laughs) But it's these hands. But I recommend listening to These Words because I think her other songs are obviously amazing. But to me, that was was the first one that was on like VH1 on Saturday mornings, Mm. like the video. And I was like, who is this Natasha Bedingfield girl? And then she had these other hits as well. But we can't forget where they started. Mm. Yeah. And by the way, as we're heading out, I just want to say, I want to make a big announcement. I have decided to get into Tori Amos. Oh, wow. Okay. When did you, was this like in the this last five week. minutes? This Ooh, week. You bring <laughs> okay. this up right when we're finishing? Yeah, and okay. I, I don't know enough to say anything yet, but I am going to put in the work. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Huge. Right. Well, with that, happy Friday to all. Happy Even Friday. if it's Tuesday. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing Thanks it. For doing it. Bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.